Today we come to celebrate our Blessed Lady and her motherhood. The motherhood of she as the mother of God, but also her motherhood of us. You know, in a church, in its wisdom, you know, everything comes down to what the church teaches. Because remember, guarding the deposit of the faith is the mission entrusted to the church by Jesus Christ. Huh? And so one of the first things it teaches, it begins a new year with where it all began, Mary. And again, in the beginning, all sin became, began with Eve. <laughs> and so now all grace will begin with Mary. The one brought in sin by her no, and now the new one brings in life by her yes. And so what we're going to do today is reflect a little bit on Mary and the motherhood of her. Well, first of all, you know, one of the earliest church uh, heresies was Nestorianism, right? And Nestorius was a bishop, and he had quite a number of followers. You know, arguing in a church is nothing new. We've done it since Peter and Paul, way at the very beginning. Well, they were fighting over whether Mary was the mother of God or whether she was just the mother of the man, Jesus Christ. And they were fighting, of course, that Mary, being a human being, could not be the mother of God. How could God, who had no beginning, have a mother? And so it was debated a lot. Nestorius was very strong that Mary was not the mother of God, could not be, and it's heresy to say it was. Well, of course, he was the heretic, and he was the one that was completely thrown out. That Mary is, because when God became a man, he was fully God and fully man. 100% God and 100% man, and you can't divide that. You cannot divide Jesus and say, well, this is his God part and this is his man part. Fully God and fully man at the same time. We call that the hypostatic union. And so if Mary was going to be the mother of the man, she had to be also the mother of God because you can't separate the two. And that was debated and fixed and already uh, three in the year 350 or whatever, way back, huh? And if again, like today when we say our creed, you know, our creed is a lot dealing with heresies that developed then. Athanasius came with the Nicene Creed today and just so everybody would be clear, he said, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, huh? deal with all the heresies that came forth. Last night, being New Year's Eve, you know, I always go around and um, do different things, but every year for at least the last five years, if not longer, I think one year I wasn't, I always come and I spend it before the Blessed Sacrament so I can start the new year with Jesus. So last night, first I said the rosary, and then right as the time hit, I, I was saying the divine chaplet, huh? Four people had prepped for a bread of life community. And so I'm on my knees saying, because of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And then when the, the bell struck, if you will, and it was midnight, I kept going, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And I says, Lord, what is it you want to give me? Give me a word for this year, would you, please? <laughs> and I hate when he does this. But so I says, okay, whatever you want. And so it came to Galatians, which I love Galatians, of course. Galatians chapter 1. And uh, it came to six to nine. I am amazed that you are so soon deserting him who called you in accord with his gracious design in Christ and are going over to another gospel. But there is no other gospel. Some who wish to alter the gospel of Christ must have confused you. For even if we are an angel from heaven, 
should preach to you a gospel in accord with one who we delivered to you, let a curse be upon them. I repeat what I just said. If anyone, this is what I have underlined, if anyone preaches a gospel to you other than the one you received, let a curse be upon them. Again, that the reality that what we must do and what I must do is be true to the gospel of Jesus Christ, be true to what has been revealed, and it doesn't matter anything else except what has been revealed and what has been taught by the teaching of the church. And so the first thing that the church teaches us in this new year is that Mary is the mother of God, and in doing that, let's hear what God says. Go to John. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. Chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. Seeing his mother there with the disciple whom he loved, Jesus said to his mother, to his mother, again, it's always God's mother first, woman, there is your son. In turn, he said to his disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour onward, the disciple took her into his care. And that's what we need to reflect on. That the very last thing Jesus Christ did on the cross was he kept giving. And the last thing he gave us was his mother, and when Jesus Christ gave us his mother, John, who you know when it comes to the scripture, always represents all of us. John is the one who is the church and represents the church. And what happened is that he took her into his care. Have you taken Mary into your care? The church, the first thing we deal with is Mary. And so in our lives, one of the first things we've got to deal with is Mary. Huh? If you go to Mother Teresa, you know, Mother Teresa had such simple faith. Well, you would never see her, you know, without a rosary in her hand. And I'll put Mother Teresa's life compared to any, anybody's there is. Mother Teresa lived the gospel. I have, I took for the kids, I have posters made up for prep. And it says, preach the gospel, preach the gospel every day. And if necessary, use words by St. Francis of Assisi. Preach the gospel every day, and if necessary, use words. Mother Teresa preached the gospel every day, and every once in a while she used words. And so Mother always said the rosary. And once someone came up to her and says, you know, Mary, uh, Mother, uh, that's very nice, but Mary, you know, she has to put Mary into where she's supposed to be. Huh? And mother says, no Mary, no Jesus. Oh. <laughs> now, people can go crazy over that and start jumping up and down. And, oh, she's taking the place of God. Excuse me, no Mary, no Jesus. Mary said yes, and Christ became a man. If Mary would have said no, who knows what would have happened? Who knows? God could have used someone else, of course. But as we have it, no Mary, no Jesus. By God's will, he's the one that chose that. And if God gave us his mother, the very last thing on the cross, then if we don't accept her and take her into our care, we're spitting on him. <laughs> you can have her, I don't want her. Huh? And to have devotion to her. Again, in my own life, 
I can attribute my vocation to the Blessed Mother. For whatever reason, I didn't believe much in God, <laughs> but I did have devotion to Our Lady when I was coming around. And I was afraid of dying. And interestingly enough, if you look at uh, Hebrews here, go to Hebrews for a second too. This is the readings from uh, the officer readings, which priests and sisters have to do every day, and which you should do too. Hebrews, but at the second chapter here, It talks about, and this is the readings for the office, like I said, verse 14, chapter 2, verse 14 of Hebrews. Now, since the children are men of blood and flesh, Jesus likewise had a full share in ours, that by his death he might rob the devil, the prince of death, of his power. Now, get this next line. I've always loved it. It's underlined in my book. Underline it if you don't have it underlined. And free those who, through fear of death, had been slaves their whole life law that the thing that keeps us in slavery is fear of death and jesus came to redeem us from that well that's where i was 17 years old i was petrified of dying and i remember waking up in the middle of the night petrified and one thing i remember is a priest giving me a rosary and so i went and i got the rosary and i'd hold on to the rosary and i'd start to feel peace and then every day, I would start carrying the rosary. When I'd get an anxiety attack, and I had many of them, I'd grab the rosary in my pocket, and I'd start having peace. And then I used to go to the Church of the Epiphany, which is next to the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. That's where I got my vocation. And I'd go in there and say, God, you exist, don't you exist, do you care, don't you care? And then I'd start saying the rosary, and I stand before Almighty God, and I tell you that the way I know Jesus Christ is because Mary, our mother, took me by the hand and says, Come here, I want you to know my son. True devotion to Mary will always lead you to Jesus Christ. Period. That's what it's about. That's what she's about. One of the few recorded words ever, the last recorded words of Mary in the Bible are, Do whatever he tells you. So devotion to Mary is what made me a Christian. That helped me to know Jesus Christ. Mary will never keep you from Jesus. She'll draw you to. And again, it's very clear the church says that by letting her be the first person we celebrate in a new year. And if she is the mother of God and our mother, then what are we going to do about that? Huh? Again, I just want to challenge you as a community that every day this year that you develop devotion to Our Lady, that you say the rosary every day. You can get me anywhere you want. You can get me at the beach, you can get me anywhere with my clerics, without my clerics, and say, Father, show me your rosary. And I'll pull out my rosary and I'll show it to you. There ain't no way you'll ever catch me without it. Kids have tried. I used to go in St. Luke's when I was uh, assistant there, and I'd walk into the cafeteria filled with 400 kids, and I'd say, rosary check! And every kid better pull out a rosary, and there they pull out the rosary, huh? If you ever read, like, Our Holy Father... Think about our Holy Father. You love our Holy Father. Isn't he a great man? And his thing is totus tuo, or tui. All yours who? Mary. And he had devotion and still has so great devotion. And there's no one that loves Jesus Christ more than the Holy Father. But he knows it's through his mother, that our mother, that we are the family of God. At Fatima, 80 years ago now, is it Fatima for the 75th anniversary? One of the things that Mary said every day 
was every day say the rosary. Now, if the mother of God leaves heaven and comes to us and says, say the rosary every day, I'm going to do it. Because she said it, huh? Been okayed by the church, part of Revelation, that it's okay to believe this. And so if the mother of God comes from heaven and says, pray the rosary every day, okay, it's something that I should do. Because when we read the rosary, we meditate, or pray the rosary, we meditate on the gospel. And when you meditate on the gospel, then you start to become more like the person you're meditating on. And Mary takes you by the hand and says, look at the life of my son. And every day to meditate and to look and see Jesus on the cross dying for you will transform you. To see Jesus Christ rising from the dead and being there will transform you. To see Jesus being born in Bethlehem will transform you. And the more we watch and focus and meditate on the life of Jesus Christ, the more we will become like him. So my challenge to you is that you take Mary into your care. You might have never had a devotion to Our Lady. She might have had nothing because you're afraid it'll lead you into idolatry. You're afraid she's going to take you away from Jesus. Well, I challenge you, ask Jesus about his mother. I challenge you to get on your knees and say, Jesus, tell me about your mother. What should I do about her? And she will, he will say to you, behold your mother. This year, Will you take her into your care? May each of you know God's love and Mary's today and forever. Amen.